0: hi everyone and welcome to take 10 for turn number 878 i hope you all are well any questions comments suggestions recommendations or sponsorships please email me at rabbeyesmaichatig 10 for so In this coming week's Parsha, we have a very interesting set of psukim that talk about what we now refer to as birchas kohanim. So let's talk about these psukim and at least some of the elements, at least, that we um, encounter if you're a Sephardic every single day and uh, otherwise only on the holidays. God said to Moshe, saying, So shall you, thus shall you bless, the people of israel amar lahem say to them okay so that's a little redundant we'll get back to that Hashem so the first pasuk of i believe it's 15 letters which has three words. The Lord should bless and protect you. So um, here we have uh, five words. uh, And the Lord should should deal kindly and graciously with you. The Lord should bestow his favor upon you and grant you peace. And then finally it says, They should link my name with the people of Israel and I will bless them. So there are a lot of things, a lot of references here what exactly it is, that the kohanim are blessing us with. So if you look at Rashi, there are different interpretations as to what each of these words mean, but there seems to be something distinct about these brachos and this formula in particular of how we recite them. So there's a lot to talk about. So I wanna begin actually with the bracha that we say when we do this mitzvah. So the kohanim are up there and the kohanim said, uh, they, they, uh, they say when they make this bracha, the phrase is as follows: They say, um, with love. So that's the first question we need to focus on. That's a very interesting uh, bracha because you know when we say "Alna tilast or we say We don't talk about also the emotion that is required, but here it says to bless the people. With love. What is the meaning of that? Where is that from? So it comes from the Zohar. The Zohar says an, an important thing. It says, "Kal lo ohev Rachum la'amo." A person who does not love the people, oh, ama de or let's say the people don't like him, lo yadav Should not go to bless the uh, people. Only a person who is tov ayin will be blessed, or really, it seems can bless. And what this means is, is that a person needs to be beloved, or needs to have a love, or I should say, and needs to have a love of the assembled to be able to bless. So why is this? Well, that's just natural. You know, in order to seek the success of another person. I can't be looking at them which means with, you know, sort of narrow vision, uh, expecting that I have more than them and being jealous of everything they have. I have have to have a generosity of spirit. And so to be able to bless others and realize that their blessing might surpass even your own, that is, that requires a very generous uh, spirit with a very uh, wide eye, as it's referred to here. And that requires love. So here, part and parcel of the mitzvah is to do it a'hava. It's not like other mitzvahs where I could take my lulav and uh, whether I have Ava, I don't have Ava, I don't, I have do I have love, I don't have love. Isn't that significant? Here it seems to be the way this functions. Now the sefer achinuch talks about like what in the world is the purpose of this bracha? Like if God wants to give us bracha, just give us bracha. But the sefer achinuch explains that we should be seeking such things, and so therefore to be able to seek such things, you need to be able to have people who provide it. You know, we used to we should be able to see and desire there to be more in our lives we should be seeking all of that, and this gives us a location, a destination, something to do to actualize that. So that's point one about the Ava. But another point about the Ava is very interesting. There's a Gemara in Yuma that says that a person can only ask for one thing at a time. That's the way tefillah works, you can only ask one thing at a time, and therefore the question becomes, so here we have three lines all asking for a bunch of different things and referring to different types of blessing. How can we ask for all of this at a time, or how can the bracha include so much? So a beautiful answer that's given by the Chai. he says, when a bracha is given be ahava, when it's given with love, that is not a barrier. A regular bracha, a regular thing you ask for, that you can only dominate for one thing at a time. But here, because the bracha is given with love and that generosity we referred to before, that makes all of the difference and changes the way it is perceived anything can be given when love is a present, and with that in mind, I'll just share with you the Pele Yoyetz. talks about the importance of getting brachos from parents. I, I may have mentioned this once upon a time, but he says as follows: Person should, you know, be be strong and and not lazy in order to get the blessing of his or her parents even if you are no longer living at home, right? So, we you know, there are people who have this custom to bless their children before Kiddush on a Friday night. He says, even if you're no longer living there, you should, like, run to try to be able to get this bracha. He says, Belial Shabbos, Yomo, Uvechagim, you know, it doesn't matter, Shabbos, Yom Tov, whenever you have the opportunity, he says, Sheki de'hem, to kiss their hands, U'lekabel Berchasam," and to get their bracha. Why? Sh'mavad shabracha hii k'rovaloskayem, Simply, number one, because their bracha is most likely to come to happen. Because they are blessing you with a full and overflowing heart. of There is nobody in the world who seeks, hopefully, who seeks more for you than your parents. And so that ahava component, which is so critical for a bracha, that is uh, something which we should not um, we should we should take advantage of when we have that opportunity. This idea of having generous people bless you is something that comes up with benching as well. Uh, when we, let's say, give a guest to lead the benching, the real goal of giving the guest to leave the bench, lead the benching is that they say that little paragraph which blesses the Baal Habayas, that blesses the homeowner. Otherwise, the homeowner should do the benching. You know, he's, uh, whatever, sort of um, in charge of the table. And so therefore, let him bench. But the reason you give it to somebody else is so that they can say that Yihiratzon, which blesses the balhabaya. So the Gemara says that the person who gets the Yihiratzon has to be a person, again, of generosity of spirit. You need to be able to wish the best for others. It's not something that everybody has an easy time with. But, when you do pull that off, when you do accomplish that, that is what birchas Kohanim requires, and that's really what it is ultimately all about now this idea that the Kohanim also benefit you know their their ability to bless others their generosity is also a benefit is, is brought in many different places there are a lot of different um, drushos and expositions of what ko tovarhu so shall you bless so shall you bless. So ko is chafhei, 25. They're generally known as uh, 24 matnos kohuna, 24 matnos kohuna, which are the 24 gifts that Kohanim got. They got a, little, a lot of different types of shearings and, and truma and crops and grain and parts of animals. They got a lot of different things. And so ko tabarachou, this is the 25th thing. Because the Kohanim get this as well. The Sefer HaCharedim actually says, She'ishal Yisrael mitzvah There's a mitzvah for the Jew, to be blessed the same way that th- there's a mitzvah for the Kohanim. So the Kohanim have this opportunity to bless others, to be able to look at others with that generosity of spirit. And the Jews, now receiving the blessing, not only have the opportunity for blessing, but they also have the opportunity to get a mitzvah. In doing so. So, I want to conclude with one last uh, thing which is really interesting. You know, that Pasuk that I quoted originally, which refers to Kosovarchu Espene Israel, you should bless, so shall you bless, thus shall you bless the Jews. Amor Lahem, say to them, the whole the phrase is weird Amor Lahem, Amor Lahem, like what does that mean, Amor Lahem? Uh, say to them, and more. You know whether or not the punctuation is right or wrong, or whether or not it's redundant. It seems still sounds like a like a funny word. So I, I saw in a few different svarim, um the the Elaf the who's written by the Paleyoids, Moshe David Wali, other places a little bit older than that. Say the a pretty wild thing. There's the Gemara Menachos that says and uh, I'm not an uh, etymologist, I can't confirm or deny this, that there are words in the Torah that come that or were influenced by other languages. And so the Gemara says, well, the to- to- word totafot, to- to- which does not have a Hebrew root, totafot to- comes from the contraction of two words, which are relating to tefillin in other languages. So that's what the Gemara Menachem says. So what uh, these uh, mafarshim explain is Amor Lahem is actually the other source for why we say and why we end this bracha with Ahava. Why is it? Because Amor, Amore, is, you know, I guess the Italian slash Latin word for love. Now, I don't know that this works so so well when it comes to the historicity of the comment, but the point is that when we say these words Amor Lahem, Right? The bracha is actually infused with the emotion that is required. And that's why we find the emotion of love in the bracha because perhaps one can suggest that even in the pasuk itself, there is a reference to amor lahem. To be able to bless others, uh, you need to be able to love them. You need to be desirous of their success and then all of the brachos simultaneously can fall on their heads. Have a wonderful day. There's so much more to talk about with the kahanam. Hopefully a different day. Have a wonderful day.